What's going on, everybody? This is Josue. This is the host of The Simple Christian. Today, we're going to chop it up. Uh, I got my boy John here. What's up, everybody? What's going on? And um, we have a long history. He's a good friend of mine uh, from high school. And um, we got something so good and so juicy, so interesting that I think a lot of you guys probably um, can relate. Um, Everyone's going to be able to relate to this, especially like with the background that we're coming from. Mm. You know, and a lot of people that follow us on social media, most of us, we, we went to the same school. So a lot yeah. of us will relate to most of what we will be discussing today. Absolutely. So before we continue into diving into the topic we want to get to uh, at the matter of hand, I want to give you, John, the opportunity to go ahead and kind of um, share your testimony, share with the people who are listening um, your story. How did you come to know to know Christ but who were you before Christ? So I come from a, a Catholic background. So my entire family is uh, Catholic. But um, my father and my uncle actually were the primary, and my mom too, were primary people who, who you know, installed the, the values that they, the, of, of what they thought was, was Jesus. Um, grow, and so I've, I've had, I've had Jesus around for a while this is nothing new to me mm. i'm just growing up learning more so so like like it's nothing new to me but before my my heart wanting to on its own like wanting to find jesus to to better my life because i know that i was going through some things and doing things i wasn't supposed to do uh getting in trouble with the law drinking and driving and stuff like that um and, and honestly, this might sound silly, but like lusting over female, like like wanting to go out on the weekends and like, yo, we're going to go get girls. Let's go get drunk. Like but that let me, was. Let me, let me ask uh -huh. you a question. Um, when when you was attending church or were you attending church? Yeah, my uncle used to take me to church a lot in Ecuador when I was little. Um, my dad made it a, a habit on Sundays to go um, to St. Joseph's in, in, uh, in Shelton. Uh, my mom never really attended church too much, but my dad always made it a habit to go on Sundays. But did did you believe the material? Did you go there for like, um, like tradition, family, cultural reasons, or um, my 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 dad just had to believe that we should that we should just go on church on Sunday. Um, my and my parents always installed like the the good in in Jesus, like we should be like this and we should do like that. So his, I think his, um, because I was still young. So I was just following. I was just following my dad, mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I gotta go to church. But as I got older, I wanted to go to church. I was like, all right, well, like, what the pa well for one one thing, like, I loved the pastor because he was pretty funny. But I always felt like I heard something, like, like if God passed a message through the pastor and I heard it, I'm like, all right, cool, like I have to stop doing that, or yeah. or or like I I did like. I did something, right? I'm like 16, 17 years old. Like I did something and I'm like, all right, well now I have to go to church because <laughs> like I did something and then everything will be okay. Is that like a Catholic thing? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's a Catholic thing. Like I, my cousin, and it's funny because I, I won't ever forget this. Like my, um, like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, we're Catholic and we're believing God. We should go to church every Sunday. And, and my cousin goes, nah, man, we're Catholic. And I'm like, and then that installed one value in me. And I think ever since then, I was like, oh, I guess I don't really have to go to church because Jesus died for our sins. And then, all right, cool. I can go. 
So it, 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 yeah, it almost seems like when someone gave you the the Jesus gold ticket, you're almost able to go out and sin and do whatever you wanted, and right. you almost felt like you didn't really have a need to go to church, but and repent or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, you guys do have in the Catholic system the confession. So how did you feel about going and confessing your sins to? I never did that. I never did my first communion. Oh man, yep. that's it. Um, this is something terrible, and I'm a child. And at this point, I'm a child, and, and I won't ever forget this. Over in uh, uh I think it was Washington Avenue across the street from uh, the Boys and Girls Club in New Haven. Uh, I think it was St. Mary or something like that. Uh, and they used to do Sunday or Saturday Catholic church. Mm. And even then, even at, at at that time, there were some things that just threw me off about being around there. But my mom used to send me. She's like, you got to do your first communion because if not, you're not going to be able to get married in the church. And and she still <laughs> says that to this day. And I'm like, I think I want to have my wedding on the beach, mom. But anyways, um, I I lied to her. Mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm a child. I'm like, I had, to be, I had to be like maybe 13, 14 years old. And the the church gave um, us the, the book to study and for free. <laughs> And I told my mom, I told my mom, um, hey, uh, so I got to pay for this book and it's like $25. So she gave me $25 and I never went back. So I never did my first communion. I tried doing it again in the St. Joseph's Church as an adult. Um, it, and I, I, that I, as a, as a grown up, you know, I started to try to intake the information. Um, I never really list, I never really heard anyone say anything bad. Um, and most of us do know that there's a lot of like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Like people that go to church always look at you like, oh, like he's not even wearing a suit to go to church. Look at him. But I never really cared for that. I went because I wanted to go to. But when you were, when you were going into the church early on, was that something you believed in that people who attend church have to wear suit? have to be yes. pure and polished as a as a as a child yes because that's how my parents and i'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that come from maybe even spanish backgrounds or most likely uh ecuadorian backgrounds and have ecuadorian parents from ecuador they'll know like our, our parents most of our parents probably wanted us to have a job at an office with a suit and tie like if you had a suit and tie like you were you were clean like that was that was their ideal good if that's not for you that's how it was for me. So my mom did think, and a lot of other parents think, and a lot of people did go to church semi-dressed pretty well. Yeah. And then as I grew up, I'm like, I learned how a, a shirt should actually be worn. And I'm like, this guy didn't even button it up all the way. And it's, right. all, and it's all like wrinkly. Like, mm-hmm. I just came in a shirt. But as I grew up, I started to understand things through my perspective. So... Uh, yeah, my dad used to take me to church and then I actually used to like going with him. And then, um, just recently, like my dad passed away and I, I remember going to church with him and I remember, uh, the pastor being, you know, the way he was and and always receiving a message on my end. So I went by myself and everyone, I don't know if anyone else, uh, doesn't matter like what, 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 uh, uh, background you have, but. Uh, I went by myself and my aunt goes, what is it that she said to me? She's like, ese milagro, that miracle that you come to church. Um, we, we're scared that if we throw holy water on you, you might burn. These were these like jokes that people heard would that say, right? <laughs> right. So I'm like, no, nah, I just, I, I, I haven't been here. And I, I was actually in Ecuador for a while. 
and I was I came back to the United States and I went back. I always go back to the same church because it's just it's just where my family goes. It's like your it's home. Just, yeah, it's just where I feel comfortable. Um, but then again, I, I like I said, I tried. I think in 2016 to do the first communion again as adult. I got pretty far. I can't remember what step it was, but I had to go in front of the the church in front of people, and I had to have a witness. I don't remember who it was, and I I didn't finish it. Like I didn't finish, and I didn't do my first communion. So I still haven't done my first. I'm like probably missing a few steps to do it. But so what's the whole idea behind the first communion? If if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get the communion done, what does that mean? What I don't even imply? know. I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't even know. Like my my I, and I always ask my mom. I was like, what does that mean? Like what? Why do I have to do? What's, what's the first communion for? And then she, the only thing I can register in my head is because I have to get married. Uh, to get married in the church, you have to be this and then the third. I was like, is that is that typical in the Catholic Church where a lot of people don't know why they're doing what they're doing? I think so. Yeah. I think, but especially like with a lot of people that have that, you know, their 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 country's background. Because like a lot of like I, I, in Ecuador and Colombia um even brazil like you know they have a big statue of jesus so we're, we're very big like on 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 god so like you know they bring that over to here and they they want they as as we grow up they try to install those values and even my godfather told me like the only reason i, I did the first communion when i was younger was because i was in ecuador hmm. and like my mom made me sounds like my mom the same thing she was doing to me she right. was making me do it that doesn't seem to be a lot of like relationship involved right like i have a daughter and i'm gonna raise her in the church right mm -hmm. and by raising her in the church that doesn't mean i'm gonna raise her ignorantly in the church there has to be a um an importance there has to be right. a a place where we can say okay i have to teach my daughter what does being baptized mean and what does it mean to follow christ and what does it mean to go to church and what is the church and it helps a lot to know these reasons why you do what you do because then you almost find yourself in this like yep. i guess mundane like That's... all right so i'm going to church but why i'm gotta get communion but why and i have to get the you know eucharist but why and then you start to actually fall away from the church because yep. there seems to be this like Church is just about ritualistic things. Mm -hmm. It's just a uh, tradition. So, like, I think you're right because I think that's probably one of the reasons why I never found interest in it. Like, I believed in God always. I remember um, when I was in Truman. I'll never forget this. Um, and a lot of other times because I've I've been through stuff with like my mom and my brother where like I just didn't like living at home because they were just it just it wasn't a happy home. Let's just put it like that. And I would uh, like my dad. At night, we would always pray. He would he would tell me scary stories too, but we would pray. And and the only sadly, the only prayer I know is um, I forgot what it is in English. It's a Padre Nuestro. Que están los cielos. That, oh yeah, that so one. the Lord's Prayer. Right. So so that that's the one that he always uh, he always did with me. That and a few other ones, but that's the only one I remember. So and then my mom always bought uh, had bought these tapes of um, <coughs> it was about these these kids that used to go back in time to parts of the Bible. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the Bible and and God is nothing new to me. But growing up, all I knew was that um, be humble, and God will always provide us with food and a roof over our, our table. So I grew up pretty humble, um, as as much as I, I I want to believe. If I could be wrong, I, like I've been wrong about a lot of things. But growing up like that, I, I just grew up humble. But one of the things that 
really made me stray away, especially growing up and 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 doing sinful things. Um, it's just like there was no direction as to why do I have to go to church? Why do I have to do this? What's the reason? So no one ever really, wow, no one really opened the book and said this is why. Like mm. this is this is why because because of this and my mom would always and she does this to this day and a lot of people do this to this day just remember what they want to remember of the bible and say okay well they'll, they'll, they'll quote they'll paraphrase or quote what they like in the bible without understanding like the whole thing so that's where i'm at right now at gotcha. 29 years old you know did it did it bother you that you were praying to someone you didn't know mm, i don't think so no i would um like for instance, I I would say from my own experience, mm-hmm. before I read the Bible, I was praying to someone that I overheard of. Okay. People said Jesus loves, Jesus resurrected, Jesus redeems, Jesus cares for people, mm-hmm. Jesus, right? But I didn't really know Jesus and I definitely mm-hmm. haven't really read my Bible to know exactly who this person is. And so I'm praying to someone and, and a lot of us can probably relate here that we're praying to a God we don't know and and we love a person that we barely have fellowship with Mm -hmm. and a lot of our a lot of our experiences with Jesus and knowing Jesus is just that it's an experience Mm -hmm. it's just feelings but it's not like okay well apart from the feelings and experience can you explain to me the nature of God how did God work in the old testament how does god work in the new testament does god forget does god you know renews well i don't really know because all we get all we get to know is whether or not jesus resurrected and jesus knows you know gave me a feeling because of a song and jesus um uh, what was it? it gives me an experience mm-hmm. and so when you only get to know feelings and experiences you, you get to you miss out on a huge chunk of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Because I tell you one thing. I'll have a hard time sharing the gospel to someone about someone I don't know of. Yep. I can tell them, hey, this is what God had done in my life. But when someone asks me those those deep, profound questions of, well, what does Jesus have to say about, about marriage? What does Jesus have to say about his divinity? What does Jesus have to say about salvation, um, people, love? What am I going to quote? Lyrics to a song? Am I going to say, well, just know that when you go to my service, the choir is amazing. And so you'll go through that experience. You kind of have to study, right? The Bible tells us to study so we get to know who we're worshiping. And we could share that, that knowledge of the word of God to other people. But if you don't read, you don't know. And if you don't know, how do you share? Right. Yeah, That's exactly why I, I started to be more interested um and not more interested wanting to learn more so that i can most the the number one thing was to have a relationship with god i didn't want to use the bible as a weapon to like like not so much manipulate but just be like if someone says something to me and be like no you're wrong because in the bible it says this i didn't i didn't want to be like that i wanted to have a relationship with god because like like i'm assuming like most people like when thing when and in the Bible, correct me if I'm wrong, but it says that through adversity, we will look for God. And that was one of the things that was happening to me. Like I was 
I'm I'm like 29 now, but I think I got my first DUI in 2016 in New Jersey, <laughs> right? And then luckily I got out and then I had a um another incident here in Connecticut and then recently I don't think anyone that I know uh that knows what happened in Texas, I got another one. And they let me out in 12 hours. I should have been there for like the week and my flight was the next day and I'm like did I really just get a DUI? I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not even going to question it. So later on, I started realizing, like, or I started assuming, like, is this God? Like, is this, is it like, I don't even pray to him. What, like, I just know I believe in him. Hmm. And way before this, this is another thing that uh, people have the misconception of is, um, like, they, like, me personally, I went to God almost like a genie. Did like I would go to church. I remember when I when I was about to get arrested, it was about they put me in for jail for three months, and I went to God the day before the uh, hours before an hour before the court date. Drove up there, mind you, I'm not supposed to be driving, but I drove up to court. I, I drove up to the to the church, Saint Joseph's Church, and I I couldn't get in because it wasn't open, and I'm like, God, I don't want to go to jail. Cool, all right, cool. Go to court. You just blacking with a guy, and guys like, yeah. no problem, man. I got you, B. <laughs> apparently because i went back to court and they're like all right you know what just it, we'll, we'll figure something out for you you know what i mean so yeah. that's that's when that's just the, the little stuff and then i started realizing the the small things like all right i have like my, my parents always said or my family always said like you know be happy for the things that you have and and i started learning other things too but that was my whole my that is my whole reason to this day to wanting to learn and, and know more about the bible and have a better and closer relationship with god yeah you know sometimes or a lot of the times we could forget where we came from and our testimony is something we can always go back to and say lord thank you for taking me out of that gutter even when i didn't think i was in a gutter i mean think about that Mm -hmm. a filthy man is looking at himself and he thinks he's clean but he doesn't understand that it, it, this isn't a physical thing that you're clean. It's a spiritual thing that you're dirty. That you're not clean, but you think you are. Mm. Right? In Romans 7, 7, um, we hear Paul says, What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said you shall not covet. And so something like using the law as a schoolmaster, when I use it for people who are evangel, when I'm evangelizing, I make sure that I let people know what the law is. And very quickly, people are to say, well, why do I feel like you're judging me? Why do I feel like you're condemning me? Or it's coming off harshly? Well, initially, that's what it does. The law, you look at it, it's like a mirror, you see yourself filthy, but you don't clean the mirror to clean yourself. It's a reflection of how filthy you are. And Jesus is the one who clean, who cleanses you, right? right? And he gives you that righteousness. But people don't initially, they don't really, they can't really put one and one together unless you show them the law. Most Christians will say, well, why don't you share the love of God and, and tell them that Jesus loves them? It's true. Jesus does do love them. But I'll be lying to them if I don't, let's say, go into John 3, I believe John 3.30, where it says, uh, uh, let me see, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on them. So for someone who doesn't believe in God, 
The wrath of God abides on them. So I just wanted to share that part um, when it came to um, your testimony and reminding ourselves of our testimony and um, the importance of kind of like self-reflecting. Right. So I also want to move into this. And this is the part where you and I have um, something in common. Right. And it's probably will take over the entire episode um, that we have going on right now. Mm -hmm. And so I was part of what's called Primerica. And just to give you a little brief of my experience with Primerica, I was in it for roughly six months. I was around teenage years and Primerica was like my outlet, right guys? I, I didn't have a car. I couldn't travel. And if you guys were like me at the time, single, no car, no job, you guys are out there looking for someone to pick you up. And that's what Primerica was for me. It was an outlet. They picked me up. They went to my house. They drove me to whatever meeting it was. And I was like, sure, I'll go ahead and do this. But initially, it wasn't something I wanted to do because I just knew that before, I think, Primerica, I was part of what's called Your Health, why you are Your Health. And I already knew from the get-go that these multi-level marketing system, they sort of work the same way. They teach you about cold approach. They tell you about the opportunities and the hope. But then the hope within the multi-level marketing system is sometimes just too far to reach. And, and for you to actually reach it, you'd have to sacrifice. You'd have to step on a whole bunch of nails to actually get there. And then you, at that point, you're hurting already. You, you've sacrificed time with family. You've sacrificed time with friends. You've sacrificed a ton of, of, of good, rich memories that you could have had with friends and families or bettering yourself for, for idolatry, for idolizing something that they have just created in your mind. And you just want to pursue that lavish dream, get that nice car. I'll never forget this. A lady at one of these meetings were like, Josue, what do you want to have a nice car? And I responded with saying, Honestly, I would I would like to have any car that has an engine, a base, and four wheels, and that God wills it. And she said, but I know, I know, I know, I know, but wouldn't you like to have a nice Audi? And I repeated my answer that I said. I said, I'd rather, ha I'd rather have a car as four wheels, an engine, and a base, and it's God's will for me to have it. And she was upset with it because she said, but this God wills you to have a car? I said, he he, he could have, maybe, maybe down the road, maybe not now. I believe in humble beginnings. I'm sure the Lord teaches us through those tough times. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I was in your, I was in Primerica for some time. Um, and that's when I was exposed to the prosperity gospel. Name it and claim it. Same here. I, I just didn't know. Maybe it was just my subconscious mind, not like blocking all that stuff. But there were a lot of things like growing up the way I grew up. Um, and I and I like this is one thing my parents always said, like, you know, go, go look at how people are living in Brazil. Go look, go look how people are living here and they're poor, but they're happy. And I'm like, that's actually really true. Like when I was in Ecuador, people are poor, but they're happy. But with that installed, I grew up not caring for materialistic things like. You know, like, I'm, I don't care what's Gucci. I don't care what's Beamer. I don't, like, I never care. Just like you said, like, I just want a car that's going to get me from point A to point B pretty right. much. Um, so initially, I saw the information years ago, and I just looked at it as a, like, as a business proposal. Um, 
and it just throughout the years I kept seeing it. I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, if you guys ever been introduced to the information, but and, and it'll stick with you probably. If not, good um, for right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I kept seeing, I kept seeing it, and then th- things worked out the way they worked out. And my my dad passed away like two years ago, and I had to I had to fly out to Ecuador. And I, that was like the first time traveling since I was like a kid. So boom, here comes this. I'm, and I'm trying to make money online because I know people do it. And then boom, here comes this uh, network marketing company called World Ventures. And I'm like, this thing is just popping up too many times. Like I, I should just try it. So I tried it. I think I was involved with it for almost a year. And I had my own reasons for it. So I, I bought I bought my own books and I learned like the, the the stuff like the network marketing stuff. But like I noticed in my team because you do have a team. I don't know how you have a business with a team. That Wait, I'm so doing. when you first started and you were giving a network a network book, I bought it. it. Oh, like oh I went right, out, right, I went right. Out to go do the, you also have to pay a hundred bucks for a website, right? You have to pay a monthly subscription to maintain. It, it, it all depends on which uh, what network marketing company you're doing. So pretty much what it is is that you're paying a monthly subscription for a product, whether it's a service or Herbalife or you know like like uh, lose weight stuff, anything, any kind of product or service. So you pay a monthly subscription to maintain that service so that you can use it and you can promote it and and have other people do it. Like the business comp- concept. So of really, it, the money's coming out of your pocket. Yeah, and you're hoping others to buy it right so then you can make some equity off it right but if they don't buy it then you're just wasting your money on something and like the only reason uh so uh this is i want to get with this really fast so you pay for a product no one no one buys it Mm -hmm. someone tells you leave the organization but because you've invested in the organization whether it's a nickel or dime or a hundred dollars right now you feel compelled to actually prove people wrong and say no, I'm not leaving because people have prospered in this organization. But really what's going on in your heart is I'm going to stay because I have to prove them wrong. So now there's some pride involved. Yep. Some, yeah. And they, they'll, they'll, um, there's so much like, uh, speeches, like motivational speeches and, and some of it will make sense. Some of it will make sense. But at the end of the day, like there's like, that was just like a, something I feel I had to walk through to really understand things. Like network marketing can work, but just not in the way that it's it's working right now. Mm. Like for yeah, one, right. I don't Herbalife. I don't really think that works. Like why don't you just go to the grocery store and buy fruits, eat healthy? Like from like bro, when I was in Ecuador, mm-hmm. I lost like almost thirty pounds, and I walked everywhere. I walked to grocery stores with my girlfriend's mom, yeah, and we walked back home with like heavy groceries. But I also think that people Most like weight. these herbal lights or your health because uh-huh. they're easy. They're they, they, they're, they're, they're not commercialized, right? Because they say that commercialized or anything that's posting in yep. bulletins. They're investing money. And uh-huh. their product is so well, is so well put together. They don't have to market themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's usually their way of saying, we don't want to spend money, right? right. Um, and, and also, it's, they promote this, you're going to lose weight easy. Well, I'm sorry, but you that's not always the case. Yeah. There's no such thing as an easy way out. Because if there's an easy way out, there's an easy way back in. So... Mm-hmm. If you can lose 30, 40 pounds in a month, which is impossible, mm-hmm. you're going to gain that 30, 40 pounds in a month. Because the the studies for those who lose weight or go through liposuction, 
Uh-huh. More than half of these people go right back into the same way they, they came from. And so your health promotes this very same idea. Mm-hmm. It's a eat, take it. It's a shape. Herbal life, same thing. People take herbal life all the time. They, 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 they lose some weight mm-hmm. and then they associate it to herbal life. It, it really isn't weight you're losing. It's, it's water weight mm-hmm. and it's salt intake. Mm-hmm. Anything after 10 pounds, you're probably losing weight. But anything within 10 pounds... You're really not losing any weight. You can gain that back by a cup of water. Yep. That's how, like that's why I started seeing a nutritionist and she just said, you know, I told her what I eat. She's like, Well, you're doing pretty well. Just, you know, eat this down a third. But right. um but yeah, like I, I just don't believe in a lot of products uh, that are being sold. That's why I went with World Ventures. One, because it was it was around long enough and pe- and I have seen people succeed, people in our own backyards. And I'm like, all right, let's give this a try because I'm already traveling. But before, before, uh-huh. when you saw them, when you hear their story of succeeding, did that make you think like it's like a me-centered thing? Like I want to get up there. I want to get the lavish cars. I want to get a lavish house. I want to get the. For me personally, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I I would I wanted uh, and a lot of people probably will feel like this. Like I wanted to, to I wanted to succeed for myself, but not for the not for the the worldly things that everyone else wanted. <coughs> But for for my own testimony, like to say, well, you know, I've been through this, and I did this, and I and now and now I I have done this. But I I like you don't really have to to go through that. And and a lot of people's stories will will open up. Like we just sold travel. Like if, like forgive me if I'm wrong, but we just sold travel, and people just talk about things that are unrelated. And then when I went to these trainings. Like, this is the funny thing. Mm-hmm. And I always kept it to myself. I went to the trainings and and most things that the team was doing was incorrect. And I was following them because they're my leaders, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sitting there like, wait, why are they doing that? Are yeah. you saying, he's saying we shouldn't do that. So that's when I'm like, and then there was one lady that said, you don't need your team. Like, you come to, you come to the, to, uh to the meetings and we had to fly out to like texas and los angeles um like you know what you have to do so i was like and i had like indifference uh, opinions and stuff so i was like you know what i'm just gonna try to figure this out on my own and i was in ecuador too so i was trying to open the market up over there but my only sole intention with the company or the business that i had i didn't really feel like a business just felt like a sales job i'm just prospering like i come from a sales background like sprint and like, oh, you know, you have to pick up the phone and get and get customers to come in, which is different because Sprint is Sprint. But it's just, it's just, you're just, just sales. It's it's indirect sales. You're just selling something. Mm-hmm. But just the way that people approached and 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 try to manipulate um, the Bible into justifying like, if you do this, you'll have all this. And me being the person I am, like I just got turned off by all those things. Did you, you know I mean? did, can you recall of any any scripture that they would use to support any of their beliefs? I'll paraphrase a few, like uh, like that God wants you to leave an, an inheritance for your for for your for your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, but does that really mean wealth? Because now I'm learning, like 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 God doesn't want like for one one thing that most of us probably heard from our parents, which is probably not in the Bible. But it's it's very logical. When we die, we're not taking anything with us. 
Like we're not taking any any materialistic things that make us feel good. Like if you have to buy something, and this is something that um one other person that I have I have not found any faults in what he says. Right. He does swear a lot. Mm-hmm. Is Gary V. And he does say like if you have to buy something to fulfill a void in you, to feel good, like what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if I buy something, it's just because like I I I want it because it looks nice or whatever. But like you like to 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 want like a, like why do you need a huge mansion? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the times people want to, in their humility, um, you also have false humility. Mm-hmm. So, in many cases, you would also see um, people of of high caliber. Um, Prosperity preachers, um, whether it's uh, Stephen Furtick, kind of Copeland, and they will have this humility of, Lord, thank you for this mansion, right? Thank you for these five cars that I need. Thank you for this jet. And it was, and they will somehow associate that with God has blessed me. And yeah. because God has blessed me, look at my material, I must be faithful to his word. And that's not always true because the devil can give you things also. Okay. So, Whenever I, whenever I was in Primerica, right, um, there was a famous verse here in Third John chapter one verse two, where it says, "Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it go well with your soul." Now, that's in the ESV, right? I'm gonna read this from the KJV, and you tell me how different does it sound? Read Just that. one word. Read that one more time. Sure. This is 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Right? So if if your physical health is prospering, I want your spiritual health to be prospering. Now, if you look at it for what it is, it doesn't say anything about, I want your finances to prosper. Right. Um, I don't see it being... Um, that they want you to have materialistic things. Um, and so anyone who goes ahead and say, well, this is talking about um, prospering and a God wants you to prosper. Number one, this is a greeting. This is a salutation. And so anyone who says this is truth, as in this is a com- like somehow a teaching method, mm-hmm. they're, they're, what they're doing is, and there's a, and a funny word here. You ever heard of the word like, you know, narcissistic, mm-hmm. right? This person believes that the world revolves mm-hmm. around this person. Well, you also was called narcissus, right? You have exegesis, which is the art, um, yeah, the art and science of biblical interpreting things, reading scripture, letting scripture speak for itself. And then you have what's called eisegesis, which is inserting oneself into scripture. So you read this and then you start to somehow put you in there. And then you have what's called narcissism, Jesus, where you think the Bible revolves around humans. You see this often in King, da- um, King David and Goliath. People think you have to knock out the Goliath in your life, John. Mm, yes. You got to knock out the Goliath in your life, right? Whatever that, whatever that Goliath is in your life is, you got to knock it out. Whether it be the Goliath of, of debt, whether it be the Goliath of, uh, of bills, whether it be the Goliath of education, you got to knock it out. But... Is are you letting the scripture speak for itself? No, you're not, because really that's actually Christology. Jesus is David, sin is Goliath. Jesus is going to destroy, say a Satan, which is Goliath, 
And we are the scared Israelites in the back fearing for our lives because we can't save ourselves. When you read it in that lens, you see there's clarity. And But people who are in the prosperity world, they want everything to be associated with them. They, They think the Bible is about them. The Bible is not about us. The Bible is about Jesus redeeming us. There's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, there's a, a lot of things just being, and maybe not, it might not be per, per, on purpose, but people are just being, um, using, using what they, what they know, the quotes that they know to manipulate, uh, the, to manipulate people. And they, they might just be getting that information or that technique from other people. And they don't they don't really know you know what i mean like this if if like a child the child doesn't really know hatred it's it's being taught you know what i mean so like anything exactly. anything that we don't know about jesus and someone comes and say hey come here real quick i want to show you this and 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 if you like it you like it but you're learning something that's not that's not correct well see that the thing is it's our responsibility to make sure that we can read scripture and make the examination for ourselves when we allow other people to do that for us, we tend to kind of bury our head on the sand. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of commit, you know, intellectual or scriptural suicide and we abandon ship and we say, well, I'm going to let my pastor address this, but I'm not going to address it myself. It, it, again, you become codependent. And um, but but apart from that, having to be part that a lot of these multi-level marketing system, they want you to market, you're investing your time. And they also tend to always wrap God around greed. And when you wrap God around greed, or yeah, pretty much, you forget that the greed exists. And then you start to think that everything is about God. But you don't understand. You just, you just sugarcoat it. You just kind of, you're using God as a byproduct. You just kind of slipped in a handkerchief into your, into your suit of greed and say, well, as long as I have God, I'm, I'm cool, right? It's like that guy who goes to the buffet, eats a whole bunch of junk food, but then drinks a, drinks a bottle of water and say, I'm healthy now. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, you're not. Okay. Yeah. And so that was, I think <laughs> I heard someone, I heard someone say that before I, I they'll, they'll eat like four or five plates and then they won't eat for two days and they'll be back to, I'm like, that's not how that works. You got to eat every day. Like, I mean, you, you have to, in, in the same way, you have to look at the nutritional values, right? Okay. I'm not about to go down this whole, this role of, of this illustration. So let's right. stop here. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny though. So, but um, that's my thing. The way I got out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will never forget this either, man. I'll never forget this either. I remember going in to the bathroom, right? We just got done with this eight-hour course of Primerica, and it gave us a book, and it showed you the whole financial aspect. I think I still have the book upstairs somewhere in box. And... um. I went to the bathroom and I looked at the wall and it had a poster, right? And his poster was a man. And for those looking at me through Instagram, his hands were in the air and money was just raining down. And then each dollar bill um, was a verse attached to it, right? And so prosper or talking about, you know, uh, God giving um uh, the desires of our hearts or jeremiah 29 11 that god has a plan for your life i mean can you please give that verse to someone who died in twin towers 100, 100 days before they it happened like can you tell someone hey man god has a plan for your life 
And then three months later, they're in the Twin Towers and they die. Right. God has a plan for that. That's destructive. Yep. You know, it, but, but, that's, but that's that. That's the prosperity gospel. I don't even know like, or understand where it started. But it, it sounds sweet. It sounds sweet when you first... And you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't want to generalize everyone because I don't know everyone. So I'll just speak on my behalf. And if you can relate, you can relate. But on my behalf, I just didn't know any better. You know, I just knew what I knew. And I knew God was loving and kind. And like Oprah said, why, why would any, why, why would God want us to be broke and, 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 and without money? And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I, I feel rich every day because my friends are alive. Everyone that I know um, has, a, has a roof for the, over their head, whether it be a mansion. Like... A lot of us listen, like, my biggest, one of my biggest fans is Jake Cole. And, like, we listen to his music, and there's a lot of Jake Cole fans. And in one of his songs, he says, like, it doesn't matter, like, how, how big, uh, uh, love yours. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I, I feel blessed every day because, one, I'm alive. Um, I have food. <coughs> I have food. Uh, my cats have food. My mom has food. <laughs> I love my cats. Um, so that I feel, I feel good about that. Like, and I, and I, and I don't seek, more so let me ask you a few questions because mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that the listeners um i'm sure they're probably wondering like oh you skipped this area uh-huh. so when when you were at world ventures mm-hmm. and you guys were promoting um airline tickets cheaper um uh, flying right it was just a vacation it, it it's just more targeted towards because they, they they don't sell flights like flights is the same thing as buying it through expedia the just the the systematic Mm-hmm. Um, platform and like vacations are cheaper with us so when you were in there and you heard the prosperity gospel being preached in there initially before you started reading the scriptures did any of it bothered you yeah like like um subconsciously yeah like when i heard something that was just it, it would just throw me off just a little bit and then i'm like like just the greed you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the, the greed of, of but you one. didn't think maybe because i haven't read the bible maybe this is true maybe this is part of christianity that i never thought i just knew that that threw me off but at the same time i thought like yeah i guess in a sense like okay maybe it's not too bad because maybe god god is like this or maybe god right because really i mean does. why would god want you to be, be right. poor right? right that's usually the, the ideal of it right and did you ever speak up did you guys ever did you ever ask them like hey you know nope i just kept to myself and then initially the the whole reason that i um i stopped was because i was in ecuador and i got a phone call and they pretty much were just like yo we're abandoning ship and we're gonna go work for another company that still does travel who's who's abandoning ship everyone so everyone left world adventures almost almost everyone that i was doing it with more or less and then so like your camp yep Okay. Um, some people were like, nah, they're just fi-. like this one person, <laughs> this one person that called me just the other day. I remember her saying to me, um, I was like, Hey, did you hear about this? I boomerang thing. She's like, yeah, but they're just followers. And then she calls me like two days ago and she's like, Hey, can you get on a call? And, and I already knew she was doing I boomerang. And I'm like, she's the type of person that'll argue with you or just like not argue with you and just tell you to just go like this shut up like that's, that's yeah. how she is so I, I didn't want to say anything to her i'm like i thought you weren't a follower but she followed and and now she's doing i boomerang as well mm. um so 
but yeah, like I never said anything because like I, I I don't like controversial. And... Did did any of them? Now this is a big thing, guys. Those who are here on Instagram and those who are listening, in. this is huge. So think about it. Mm-hmm. When I was in Primerica, a lot of the people there were holding fast to this belief of prosperity gospel because somebody else in that camp was somehow a preacher or a minister or someone ordained and so they said well if this pastor isn't here right then this this must be a call from god because why would a pastor who knows the bible be fooled Mm -hmm. was there somebody in your camp that that was of like religion background who had a religious background and they kind of had like a confirmation bias so like if you were to say anything they would just reroute you to that person because no, uh, no, I, I never said anything, so I don't know if it happened to anyone else, but the only thing, the only person that we had, like, that I, that I knew of was, um, was a, was a person that I, I guess, I guess she had started the whole, uh, group in mm-hmm. that, in, in, in the state. Yeah. And I don't think she was a pastor, but she just talked about the Bible a lot. She read and she, uh, and she read about the Bible a lot, but I don't know where her confusion was or or if she know or or even worse i don't mm-hmm. or if she even knows if she's confused but because she was so um successful in the company so we, we pretty much looked up to whoever was successful in the company okay and then because they did it like we can do it too right but now no no one from religion uh like background like a, a, a pastor or anything like that ever that i know of got involved did so recently i get i i I share with you a movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, the American Gospel. If you guys haven't watched it, I encourage you guys to watch it. You guys have to watch The American Gospel. It's a, it's a phenomenal movie. It's two hours and 30 minutes. Um, Very well worth it. If you want to go see Star Wars, go. Push it to the side. Push it to the side. You yeah. can watch that Sunday. There's watch a part Sunday. two to it, uh-huh. which is the um, the American Gospel, Christ Crucified. I I haven't got that one um, yet. But after having watched the, the first part, I mean... What were things that you believed before that you would say that, man, like I, I've changed after the movie or the movie has influenced my theology of God or understanding? Think, things that I watched in the movie that changed mm-hmm. my view on everything now? Yeah. Well, one of Or the, more so affirmed everything. I would say one of the biggest things would be um, the first thing that, that it, it, it teaches you. I'm not going to go through the whole movie, but one thing that... I learned through that through that through that first like hour is uh, how how we're not good people. That was mm-hmm. number one. Right. But as far as like the ending towards it, or the pros- or at the middle of it, I'm sorry, the prosperity gospel is how people will literally use God or or scriptures from God to make people believe that they. They contradict everything in the Bible. Right. That, that's what that's, that's what happens. So, like the first thing I, like I mentioned, I'm sorry, is we're not good people. Mm-hmm. If 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 anyone walks up to the street and you say, "Do you think you're a good person?" One might say, "Yeah, you know, I I, I don't lie, I don't steal, I don't I don't cheat." But we've all lied, we've all stealed. And one thing I learned from my behalf is, and, and most men is, we've lust for for female. So Absolutely. we're not so we're not good people. Mm-hmm. So. In the prosperity gospel, it says, uh, one one preacher was saying, we're not bad people. Right. Right? Like, we might have done bad things, mm-hmm. but we're not all bad people. Yeah. 
And <coughs> that almost sounds comforting, right? It's like if someone says it, yep. you almost feel like, wow, like you feel good about yourself now. And yeah, that, yep. Then that's that's one of the things that, like, like I said, like I don't I don't want to say like they intentionally want to do it. Like may, maybe they're just doing it because they don't know any better. Like me, I wasn't doing it, but I was taking it in and allowing it to be true because I didn't know any better. So that's that's a perfect perfect example for me because like if if you understand that you only God is good, right? We're not. You you can't like judge yourself based off other people's sins. Like oh well, he murdered someone, so I'm not that bad. I I've only committed adultery and I've only like um like disrespected my mother a few times. Like you still sin. Like you, you're still a bad person. You can try to redeem yourself through Christ, but you're at, at the end of the day like <laughs> we're 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 sinners, and 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 the only person that is good is God. Yeah. So. That's one good example of why um, Christian, or if you're looking to be a Christian, um, you should be with, like, you should know the the Bible and the scripture. Because if if you hear someone say, like, oh, you can be good, you'll know, like, no, no, I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't be good. What are you you talking about? And Mm -hmm. then you can say to them, like only god can be good bro like you, you right don't, you don't you know what i'm saying like yeah. yeah like i always tell people who who've read um who, who think that they're good um and I, i'll quote with them and i said well what if i can prove to you that you're not good and then i quote jesus who says that no one is good but god mm-hmm. right and so at that point there is no rock paper scissors shoots at that point it's god wins yep. right so <laughs> And Jesus says, no one is good but God. But Jesus, because the guy who was speaking with him mm-hmm. um, was saying, oh, good master, what must I do? And so at that point, he was trying to uh, do something that was self-righteous. He was trying to use some self-righteousness or legalism to get to heaven by saying, mm-hmm. what must I do? What deeds must I do to get to heaven? And then Jesus kind of threw in that question and said, well, why do, you, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God. Jesus wasn't saying that he wasn't God. What he was saying is, I am God, but I'm going to, I'm going to teach you something at this very moment. And I want to, I want to speak here quickly on, on this thing that I believe a lot of churches are, are, are teaching. And the movie expounds on this very well. So again, check it out. We have what's called moralistic therapeutic deism, right? MTD. And so let's break it down. Moralistic is God wants people to behave. And so you probably see wrist um, bands that says, uh, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. It's not They're not essentially bad things, right? You, it's like a reminder, right? But when you start to think that that's all it is, what, what would Jesus do? Or is am I going to just behave good? And then I'm, I'm going to get to heaven through good behavior? And then you have what's called moralistic. God wants people to, to behave therapeutic. God wants people to be happy and well-adjusted, right? And then you have what's called deism. There is a God, but he made the world and then left it alone. God isn't personally involved in everyday lives of people. So now we have here is a God who wants you to be good, behave, but he isn't really personal and he doesn't really instruct you to do or feel punishment. Just do good things and ultimately at the end, you're going to go to God and say, well, God, look at my good resume. And he's going to say, depart from me, practice of iniquity. I never knew you. There was no relationship. It was just a 
uh, it, it was just a way of saying, look, God, I'm, I'm going to do as much good as I can. But that's where we fail. Mm-hmm. You're not good. God's good. And when you repent of your sin and and trust in Christ, in, in Christ's um, uh, sacrifice, you are then justified. So no, no, no longer is God going to see your report card, right? He's going to see the report card that Christ has given to us. It's going to be perfect. He's going to see Christ in you because no longer is it you, it's Jesus. And so that's the beauty of it. But this moralistic therapeutic deism, it's just, I think someone called it behavior modification. Yeah. It's like you change one sin for another. You go from maybe not cursing as much, but now you've become self-righteous because you start looking down on people. And you're like, well, I used to curse. I don't curse anymore. What are you trying that, to say? That behavior can come from like, like growing, like raising a child. It almost sounds as if like, sounds like what something I would do as a kid. Like, you can't have that toy unless you behave. And for like two, three weeks, I'll behave. Can I have the toy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what kind of what and, it sounds like. And just to push that a little mm-hmm. further, on the adult version, you have people who have done a lot of great things. A lot of people who've who invested their life in in, in uh, the church. And if you guys met people such as the Gungor um, band or John uh, Steinmore, I believe he's from the Hawk Nelson band, their belief is the more I pray, I should receive. The more I give, the gates of heaven should pour down on me and I should get all the blessings. And when you don't get the blessings, right? When you don't really see improvement, you start to doubt God and say, well, God's not there because God hasn't clearly heard my prayers, even though I've done a lot. Well, guess what? Like you said, God's not a genie. Mm -hmm. God is not under submission on our prayers and our thoughts. God does what God wills. Yep. And and another thing too that I learned is like, you don't, you don't do something like you don't, you don't go feed the home. This is the best example I can come up with. Like you don't go feed the homeless f- to glorify you. Mm-hmm. Like don't 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 do. It's like it's just as bad as Indian giving. Like don't do something for your own glory. Like if you're gonna do something, just do it because it's it's in your heart to do. You know, if you see someone, a friend, or just a homeless guy anywhere, and you and, and in your heart you really want to go and buy groceries for them, like <coughs> just do it. But don't do it to be okay with god like god are you watching me right now like just do it because it's out of your heart like anytime right. i've ever done anything good you know anything like from new haven we know bums you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and like there we know bums come on if anyone's from new haven like i've had a, you, a home the homelessness a is, homeless homeless guy i'm it's sorry pretty uh, high <laughs> right it may not be new york high but it's high it's and there. and some of us like uh if, if i, I would have stayed in new haven i'm probably i'm pretty sure like i would have like, i'm pretty sure like I still know you would have been on a bad route. <laughs> yeah. So, but like you know, you you got you got people you know around there and always asking you for change, and you know it's it's your voluntad. Yeah. I don't know how you say that in English, but you just you give because you want to, not because yeah. you feel you have to. Right. And 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 that's important too. That's one thing I struggled to before uh, about salvation. Mm-hmm. I felt as if you know um, before I I was saved I. I gave as in to maintain my salvation. I I gave because I knew it was the right thing to do and that mm-hmm. God will bless me for doing the right thing. And if I give, then 
I guess God will give me more. Um, that that isn't always the case, right? And it's not even like God only gives, and God has like an option toolbar. He's like, well, I guess I just have to give him more money, right? Like it could be that God will give you and bless you with something, and it may not have to be wisdom. I mean, money. It could be wisdom. It it, it could be an opportunity. It could be a conversation. Um, it could be God can manifest a blessing in various ways. It doesn't have to only be financially. I know a lot of people would probably say, well, God has blessed people in the Old Testament financially. You're right. He also blessed them with Quaker birds and, and water. And, and he blessed them with food. So that isn't the only way God demonstrates or shows um, his blessing to his people. Yeah, Joseph had to go through so much just so that Joseph's family was taken care of in that, in that mm-hmm. whole situation. Um, Let me ask you another question because uh-huh. we're going to land this plane soon. Yep. Um. So you're, you're, you're going through this, you're going through this um, process of sanctification that every Christian goes to, mm-hmm. right? You, you repented of your sin, um, accepted Christ as Savior. So how do you feel about people who've known the old John and expect the old John to be, to be there when they see you? <laughs> I have no faith in the humanity. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, a lot of people that will know me if, if if you follow my instagram or anything like that like i will post like things about animals and stuff like that but and and, and that has to do with like i i don't really i don't want to say i don't like humans but like i i just i i know how people are going to react so people some, nah john you fake b yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what people are going to think so like you know um i've always known we've always known that we've done things wrong we just mm-hmm. don't really take it into consideration and say well <coughs> take it into, into consideration and say well y'all like and reflect upon yourself and say well you know what i i am doing things wrong but as far as like people understanding this process some people will be like yeah he fake man he just he just talking out of his butt this and a third and and that's okay because i'm i'm not not really doing it for the for for um for those people to uh for, for them to to understand this and in and, and the long run i do want to reach out to people who who want to know about god but yeah mm-hmm. like people are going to be like that people are oh people so, some people you know some people misery loves company you know people right that are, they're going to call you back yep they're going to say they're, come, come, come here john come oh i got i got my boxing trainer samuel adams i got my i got my speed bag coach you know Creflo dollars. I mean, that's a yep. prosperity. Yeah, all these, all these. They're gonna, they're gonna call you because that, that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, like you know, while I was, while I was in the army, um, and I, I'm trying to follow Christ, um, and, and it wasn't easy, right? People still give you a call. Hey man, what you doing? Hey yo, bro, you trying to hang out? Hey man, you trying to like go out and stuff? And and, and thank God that I got my wife. Held me to the fire, because if it wasn't for my wife, if it was not for my daughter, I I I definitely wouldn't have been where I am here today. Mm-hmm. And so I I thank God and 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 His sovereignty he has for us that He was so sovereign to to always keep and preserve. Um, you know, I'm using a word here, that saints, right? Right. And because people are going to call you, people are going to distract you, people are going to find ways to bring the old you back 
And then in Corinthians, Paul says that you no longer are of that old creation. That's not to say that just because you are a new creature in Christ, that you're not going to have old tendencies. People, you might, you might find yourself to be like, whoa, maybe I want to go out and hang out again. Mm-hmm. Is that to say that those are, you know, signs that you were never saved? No, those are signs that you are saved, but that you're always, you're going to wrestle with the flesh because that's just the nature of, of the sin that's in, that's in everyone. Mm-hmm. But in moments like that, um, we cry out to God and say, Lord, help me. Um, you know, Lord, keep me occupied. Yep. Let me, um, be productive. Mm-hmm. And let me find ways to glorify you. Let me get active in the church. Or mm-hmm. let me, uh, people do this now, podcasting, video podcasting. Let me go out and talk to people, pass out tracks, meet with other people who can take me accountability. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, people will find you. And they will say, you know, hey, John, you're still cool to hang out with. You can still hang with them. Yeah. But it, it's not like you could just go ahead and just be like, act like your old self. Right, right. Yeah, you know, because at, this, at that point, hanging out with them, your mission is, man, my friends don't know, don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You are the light of the world. Christ says we are the light of the world. For what, for what purpose um, do we hide the lamp under the table? Right? Mm-hmm. For what reason? You put the lamp on top of the table so it could illuminate the room. So while you're with your friends and with anyone else who's listening, when you're with your, with your friends, you want to be that lamp. You want to be able to go ahead and, and share the gospel to your friends. And so they can ultimately come to know uh, the truth and knowledge of, of, of Jesus. Because, I mean, if you love them that much, why wouldn't you tell them the truth? Yeah, I, I, I had a, um, a theory, like a, uh, an example of that. Like, this might sound really silly, but it's, 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 the, it's pretty much the best way I can describe it. So if you went down to the new Walmart and the prices were super cheap this is just something random right if you went down to any store and you saw a sale on anything wouldn't you tell everyone you would mm-hmm. tell everyone absolutely like, or, or anything or, or maybe what if what if you or, or, or someone that's relevant to what that product is right or or you went to a you found a somehow you fell into a, a fountain and then you came out and all these good things started happening to you wouldn't you tell everyone like Yo, we gotta go back to this closet because I fell in it, and like all these, all these awesome things started happening to me. Mm, so yeah. that's that's my way of saying like I have fallen into this faucet, and I've, I've the faucet being Jesus and and me and the relationship with me and Jesus and, and God and and learning the scripture and and, and just uh, starting this this journey and saying well like I'm like good things are happening. I'm staying at home, staying out of trouble. And, and and all these and all these other good things now it's time to not be selfish and this is something that that they mentioned in network marketing right like don't be selfish with this blessing mm. like this is the real blessing like this is this is an actual blessing from god and it's his word mm. so understand it read it um I, I i'm i'm starting off my own journey on my own and i have um jose here and i always text him i'm like hey what does this mean Josue. Jose, oh sorry Josue. And, and and I text him and I'm like, hey, what's this good YouTube channel? What's this good movie? And he just he he sends me links and I always and I always watch it. So that's and that's one part of learning, like having yeah. someone who can uh, at, uh, suggest things, having accountability. Facebook some, groups, like now we have Facebook media. groups. So. At, at this point, everyone has that um, perfect accessibility to anyone they want to get to know. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know the Bible. 
There's tons of videos on YouTube for you to learn the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all a, a, a work in progress. We're all working progress. And ultimately, we want to look at things and say, look, if something is holding me back from running this race, I need to let go of that mm-hmm. so I can run towards Christ. Mm-hmm. I remember John Piper saying that. And so we, we want to go in that route. We want to run the race. We want to share the gospel. We want to keep reading the gospel. If every day you feed your belly, but you don't feed the spirit, why, why is that conundrum even there, right? Mm-hmm. You want to feed the spirit and then feed and your we, physical body. And we feed the spirit by doing Reading it. scripture, mm-hmm. praying, talking to the Lord. See, I just asked the question, guys, because I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know, so I asked. You know, we're what not going to know um, anything. Before we finish off, mm-hmm. and seriously about to finish off, um, one, what like is, one small little testimony too that I want to that I want to share. Okay, what is one thing that worries you in this walk with Jesus um, when it involves friends, family? You're you have a baby on the way, mm-hmm. right? You got you got a uh, you're about you're gonna get married. Um, what is it that is there anything that worries you or scares you walking in 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 this walk with Christ? I've I've managed to eliminate fear. Um, like I said, I do I do follow Gary V, and a lot, I, a lot of his stuff incites me. But um, I can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only fear is is um is you know like you mentioned like I'm about to have a baby, so I want the I want Elliot to grow up mm-hmm. with the same like I want him to have this information the information that I didn't have of jesus him growing up amen you know what i'm saying Absolutely. So, so he won't be in my position at like maybe 16 right and he'll and, and he'll understand why am i going to church why am i like the questions that we had as a child well questions that i had as a child like why am i doing these things gotcha. and if if i don't know and he asked me daddy why am i like, i don't know just do it no, like I can actually tell him like this is why, mm-hmm. and I and I and I'll go I'll go over it. So the mm-hmm. only thing that I, I fear is um, not being on the same page with <coughs> my my girlfriend's father, you gotcha. know, because he he believes that uh, he's he's also Christian. I think he's a uh, Evan evangelical. Yeah. So I, I just don't want there to be any kind of contradiction. But one other testimony that I would I would say is. Um, when my when my dad passed away, like a, a lot a lot of this a lot of av- adversary happened through my dad passing away because there was a lot of flying to Ecuador, and my family kind of just said, "Yo, who is this kid? Get him out of here and and just mm-hmm. do away with him." And most family members, even on my mom's side that lived in Ecuador, no one ever came to my aid, and I'm and I'm a type of person that never really expects anyone to to come to my aid. And this is why I, 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 I've managed to find my girlfriend, Shayla, and she was unnaturally nice, too nice that I almost didn't seem true. But long story short is that uh, when I when I sold the things in the apartment that I have in Ecuador, because then I had nowhere else to stay, gotcha. right? she said, her mom said, and her family said, um come live with us mm. you know like we'll take care of you and they did i never had to worry about a hotel room i never had to worry about and this is something i hope i hope she is listening right now because i i never really i'm i'm a very closed emotional person like right. i mentioned before mm-hmm. <laughs> and i never and i never said this to them 
But that's that's one thing that I can say perhaps God looked out because there was no one else around. I would have been left out on the streets in a country. I, I, my Spanish is, trust me, is really not that great. Here I can get around, but there the Spanish was different. So I, I would have been lost without her and her family. They, yeah. I, Her aunt, everything, they treated me well, Christmases and all that stuff. Yeah. So... Hey, man, I appreciate you being here, man, and sharing that, honestly. Uh, honestly, I, I feel the honor of always having someone here um, talking because at, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, um, it's just not a matter of exchanging words. Um, you've taken time out of your day to come here and uh, and have a good conversation. And so for everyone who's listening in right now on Instagram, anyone who's watching, I mean, um, and those who've been tuning in on my podcast, I want to say thank you guys for just being here. Um also, thanks for the support. Um, you guys have been amazing. And if you guys have any questions, um, maybe I can ask him. Uh, if you guys can go ahead and uh, write that, uh, send me an email. I'll make sure I put the email in the description below. And don't forget, guys, um, if, you, if you're not a Christian, I would urge you to know who Christ is. I, I would urge you to know who Jesus is, um, to read the Bible, at least begin with the book of John, get to know the love of Christ, get to know the, redemp the, re the redemptive work of Jesus. It's not going to be a good feel experience. He doesn't save you from earthly problems. He doesn't save you from paying you know, your taxes. He doesn't save you from the IRS knocking on your door. He saves you from your sin, from eternal damnation and hell. He saves you from having to feel and experience demonic forces in this world. He gives you through grace, through unmerical work. It's not even, this is not synergistic. This is monergistic. God does it all. There's nothing we can do. We're not good people. We might be good compared to the person next to us, but when we compare ourselves to the standard and perfection of Christ, we come to find out we fall very short. But Christ, though we've sinned, he still came and he saved us from our wretchedness. And anyone who repents and comes to Christ, you will be saved. And you will know that no longer is it just you by yourself, but you have Jesus with you. You got the Holy Trinity. You have the Father and the Son with you. And they'll guide us into all goodness at the end of the day. So again, man, I thank you for being here, brother. And I um, hope to have you again. Uh, I hope anyone who's been listening, you guys have been edified. Um, you know, again, if you guys like to support me uh, in my podcast, you guys are more than welcome to uh, through the link on my Instagram bio. And uh, until then, guys, may the grace of God and the peace of the Holy Spirit um, bless you. Uh, God bless.